Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Live from the Coronavirus Rehab Center, where the current occupant is Cash. This is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 250, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Tom. This is Cash. This is Scott. This is Martin. <clears throat> this is Lloyd. A big thank you to friend of the show, Dave P. Crap. Cut that part out. My my Apple installation software just said, <laughs> you need to install this right over the top of the script. A big thank you to friend of the show, Dave P. He signed up to join the American Philatelic Society. Smart move on his part. And he used us as his referral person. Probably not as smart. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. We always support the APS, and thanks for giving us the credit. Happy second anniversary to Mark. Stuck at PSE for two years now. Ah. Happy anniversary. Wow. <laughs> two years. Have, have, have <clears throat> you worn butt marks into your chair yet? <laughs> No, but I've uh, I've deposited plenty of my DNA on that chair. So. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! So get it, it, get out the uh, orange oil. Yeah. <coughs> Suffering coronavirus still. Mm. So, Cash, what is today's topic? The script is blank. Uh, I just pasted it in. Uh, last minute thing here. Uh, the House passed a sm- uh, resolution. For uh, UPS benefit, USPS benefits, and uh, will you read it? Because my throat is uh, really bad. The USPS uh, USPS reform bill to eliminate the prefunding of was medical benefits. I believe. Right. Yeah, because yeah, they're the only agency required to do so, and they've been perpetually in the red because of it. Well, yeah, they're also, the only, yeah. they're also the only quasi-government agency. True, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just stick it to the man, right? Yeah. Well, the history of the post office from forever has been it's just a job pool. It's a way for the government to hire people. Well, the funny thing is I, I can see pre-funding retirement benefits because you're an idiot if you don't retire from the postal service because it's a gold-plated package but but prepaying medical costs not everybody gets sick some people just fall over dead so how can you estimate what those costs are i mean some one guy is going to get cancer and have hundreds of thousand dollars in medical bills and the other guy is just going to drop dead and there's no medical bills well the other problem is Where do you draw the line? If a person, if if a person walks up and says, "We can save this," a doctor says, "We can save this man. It will cost twenty million dollars, and or six million dollars. We can replace him. We can make him better, stronger, faster." You know, does the post office have to pay the six million dollars, or is there an upper limit? And the way that this was, it really wasn't sure you could be held for. 
I mean, insurance has a cap. Always, it always should. The post office doesn't have a cap. Well, no, that's their fault. Well, it's a like I said, it's a government tool that delivers mail. Well, my personal opinion is that uh, you know you shouldn't call people that deliver mail government tools. That's not right. <laughs> yeah. You know, my personal opinion is that it's it's even though it's not a purely government position, it's government related, and therefore the unions should. Um, they're take, basically taking taxpayer money, and they shouldn't be uh, just like public education and things like that. They, the unions are basically sticking it to the taxpayer, and in a, in this case, the mailing public. Well, I would <clears throat> clar- and, clarify that slightly. It's public service unions, regular yes. unions. You no, can have your right, opinion on right, right. If you're a pu- <coughs> if you're a service. Uh, a government employee or a public service employee, uh, you should not have as much negotiating power as some of these unions have. Well, you're not negotiating. <clears throat> you're basically telling them this yeah. is what we want, and the government just gives it to you. Yeah, the government doesn't care. Well, it's because it's not their money. Yeah, they don't have to turn it. It's profit. coming from all of us. Yeah, and that's just wrong. Yeah. Here's a uh, here's a short excerpt from. The uh, author of the bill, he says, in 2006, Congress passed a law to require the USPS to prefund 75 years worth of retiree health benefits in the span of 10 years, a cost of approximately $110 billion. Although the money is intended to be set aside for future post office retirees, the funds are instead being diverted to help pay down the national debt. <laughs> no other private enterprise or federal agency is required to prefund retiree health benefits on a comparable timetable. The mandate is responsible for all US all of USPS's financial losses since twenty thirteen. So the author is Representative DeFazio, I'm not sure where he represents. But the if you're interested, you can follow the bill. It's HR twenty three eighty two. It's called the USPS Fairness Act. Very interesting. <clears throat> I'm not going to be able to contribute much. I'm coughing too much. Sicko. Yeah, I know. Shall we call it a short podcast? <laughs> this would be really short. Oh, uh, let's yeah. see. What else can we talk about? Oh, the seagull sale. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did I got blown out. I got blown out. Totally blown out. Yeah. <clears throat> I bought four stamps. Wow. You must have bid fairly aggressively then. Um, it was uh, it was kind of tough. Although the the ones that I got, I think I think I paid a reasonable price. Um, I bought a twenty dollar um, uh, State Department official. Okay. Um, for four hundred fifty dollars, it was unused, no gum, had a couple of thin spots, but that's not a bad price for. You yeah, know, that stamp. Yeah, that's a, that's a um, tough stamp to find anyway. And the other three I bought were revenues. Revenues, I, I found revenues in back of the book are becoming very popular right now. You know, Tom, pulling your shirt up over your uh, mouth doesn't protect you from coronavirus. <laughs> better <laughs> but than nothing. Makes, but it makes him feel better. <laughs> yes, especially considering every time you lean over to cough, it's in my direction. <laughs> that is true, unfortunately. <laughs> I got to move away from the microphone. But I noticed that uh, uh, the one hundreds that I was watching, um, oh yeah, the twentieth century one hundreds were going for more than SMQ. That's that's good news for us. 
Um, sounds like I got some pricing increases to process. Mm. So, yeah, uh, I've noticed that uh, stuff selling on eBay is selling for full SMQ or in some cases more. And dealers are starting to ask for more than SMQ again. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's mostly in the hundreds, but occasionally the the 98 prices have come up as well, even though they're still below SMQ, which in my opinion, case in my opinion is a little bit cheap but uh yeah and i have no problem selling um uh stamps that are smq uh 85 and 90 well that's um, that older stuff well, yeah of the older stuff because yeah. you know then the collector is assured of getting a high quality stamp maybe not the most perfect you know example but well, certainly but, one that's I mean, fault free and yeah, and you know most collectors would go out and buy anything from uh, fine or find very fine to you know VFXF anyway, and now they're just preferring to have the graded items uh, or even just certified because uh, you know that they don't have to try and detect faults at the show or right or, know the- or something online. You know you're getting. You know you're getting what you're paying right. for. So if it's a mint stamp, you'll know the gum is original. Or if it's a mint no gum stamp, you're you know it's not a removed cancel, things like that. Right. So uh, yeah, I think buyers have a lot more confidence when they see that certificate. And uh, I think people are starting to to realize that and starting to. Oh, I um, think they've realized items. it for a long time. What's well, eBay's? but I think I think they're more willing now to open up their wallet. Uh, at a level that is commensurate with the confidence. Well, it's interesting because uh, if you look at the auctions, <coughs> sorry, Tom, if you look at the auctions from like the 1990s, you'd have maybe like a third of the stamps with certs. Not even. Maybe. I, I think it was more like 10%. And today it's... it's 50 plus. Well, yeah, and in some ki- some cases it's 90 depending on the sale and the material. Uh so yeah, it's it's definitely a good thing. Yeah, certainly all the high quality 20th century is going to have certs with graded and, certs. And a lot of the, the mm-hmm. and a lot of the high quality 19th century as well. Mm-hmm. Um and e- even the the uh just better than average quality 19th century is going to have a lot of it has certs. Um, we see a lot of that every day. Uh, you know, I'll get dollar value. Any of the dollar value Colombians uh, are, if they're mint, uh, most people will just say, "Well, let's just put a cert on it." Yep. And uh, because, hey, it's a mint dollar value Colombian, and they honestly they sell much better when the gum has been verified and it's verified mint. Uh, plus, a lot of the Colombians have been uh, reperforated. Yeah, yeah, uh, especially the the dollar values have always been a target for uh, removing of straight edges. And the $5 also for uh, people who fake proofs to make the stamp. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a shame because proofs in and of themselves are collectible. And the $5 Colombian proof is not a super cheap stamp. It's cheap by comparison to to the issued stamp, but it's, it's not... Something that you see that often. It was quite cheap. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. It's because so many of them have been destroyed by making or faking 
stamps. So but, on the Dollar Valley Colombians, I mean, you're going to see a lot of reperforated, but I mean, a lot of that was not due to particular malice. I mean, they just wanted to, at the time, improve the look of the stamp, you know, because yes. people preferred the... And in in a lot of cases, they weren't, they were sold as having the, the perforations added on the one side. And then over the years, that has gone away and between... Uh, people that can't tell and uh, unscrupulous activity; those uh, stamps have are, are out on the marketplace. I mean, last how often do you buy an old time collection where the guy stopped collecting back in the '60s or '50s, and you find coils that are faked and things like that because the guy didn't have money, so he just took a stamp and trimmed off the perforations to fill a spot. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not like he was trying to uh, fool anybody or take advantage of anybody. He just wanted to fill a spot with something that looked like the right stamp. And uh, so that's where a, a lot of this has come from. Now, adding of the perforations is m- much more difficult, and that's in and of, a different problem in and of itself. But anytime you can trim perforations off... Uh, that's a that's a problem, but a lot of you have to be careful with um, space fillers on a lot of older collections. But if you're a if you're a collector on a budget, um, and you have a nicely centered you know one dollar value Colombian that's been reperforated on one or two sides, um, you know if it's it done not, well, yeah, it's it you put it in the album and. Uh, it's going to present well, and even if it, even if it's certified, if it's certified reperforated, it's, it still has value. It's just a different value. It's right. not that it's not. It's not that it's worthless. It's it's just a different value. It's not the same value as if it was original perforations. Right, but I mean, you. It, I think you could get just as pleasing a, a result by having that in your album. You know, if you're if you're on a budget and absolutely, you know. Absolutely. Being able to fill that page just a little bit more. Uh, absolutely. I I knew a guy who uh, any stamp that cost more than 50 bucks, he bought a faulty stamp because he didn't want to spend the money. I know and, who you're talking about. And, I mean, he'd have $5,000, $10,000 stamps that he bought with faults. But as long as they presented nicely on the album page... He was happy as a pig in, right. well, you know. In pig land. In so pig as, land. So as faults go, I think um, I would prefer a perforated stamp over a stamp that is thinned. Uh, like I said, it, it's it's a personal preference. Um, some people just can't stand to have that in their collection. Other people, well, if it looks good and it's that's all right by them. It's genuine and it looks good. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, a thin stamp is the same as a reperforated stamp. If it looks good from the front, it looks good from the front. You put it in your album and uh, you don't take them out to look at them. Right. You you just look at them in the album and turn the page. And that's the whole point. So, uh, you know. Yeah, a, the point is a, just to a, pay appropriate pricing for uh, it. A crease, if it can be seen on the front. Or a tear, if you can see that on the front, then that's something that you might uh, want 
to have, you know, that depends on you, you, the way you view it, but um, it's visual and you mm-hmm. can see it from the front. Then to me, that's not as acceptable. It, that's my opinion. Some people don't care. All right. Now, of course, if it's reperforated, you can't get a grade on it. But if it's been regummed, we you do grade yes. regum stamps. Yes. So you can have really nicely centered 95s that are regummed and have a stamp at a bargain price. Right. Um, and I, I prefer no gum to regum personally because mm-hmm. um, sometimes it can affect the way it looks from the front. It, the stamp will curl odd in an odd fashion that's not normal. Um, which can cause perforations to get stuck in mounts or caught when you turn the album pages, things like that. So I prefer no gum because they lay flat. And then also you're not worried about any repairs that might be underneath the gum that you can't see. Mm-hmm. So so if somebody has a re-gum stamp that is graded and they soak the gum off, um, in my opinion, it's the same value. It would be the same same thing, right? Yeah. So they could probably get just recertified, you know, right. just right. without the gum. Right. So prices are on the rise for the better stuff and uh, the the just the the average stuff. What you know, most collectors want is actually strong when it has a certificate. From PSE. No, actually, any certificate, but PSE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think the uh, this virus thing is going to affect um, uh, the upcoming shows? Are you planning well, to travel to I don't know, but shows, I'm glad or? we don't have to lick stamps anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, I just booked for San Francisco. Um, I, I, fl- I flew to San Francisco two weeks ago, and... Uh, the airports were pretty empty. Wow. Um, I booked today because uh, Southwest dropped their prices. I got uh, $49 tickets. So, uh, yeah, the shows hopefully will be a little bit cheaper to get to uh, in, Air- in the near future. United Airlines just put a thing out saying they're going to reduce domestic flights 10% in April and international flights by 20%. They're cutting that many flights out. Well, that's uh, yeah. They, they want to keep their flights as full as possible. I can understand that, but uh, like I said, um, I booked for San Francisco, and the rates dropped in half. You know, over the last couple of days. Is that for a show, an upcoming show? Yeah, it's for Westpacs. Oh, for Westpacs. Oh, okay. And uh, but then I was trying to book for other shows, and I found that some of those prices hadn't dropped yet. So I don't know if it was because they were a little further out or if it was uh, just that they weren't looking to drop those fares yet. But, yeah, I think we're we're under a month now to Westpac. So. Oh, yeah, April April 24th. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not – we're six weeks. Yeah. So we're under six weeks, so I can see the price it just dropped hmm. like a rock. You know, it went from like $140, $150 each, uh, each way to 49 bucks. Hmm. Now, obviously, that's certain times. You know, you early morning flights or late evening flights, and those are the ones that are cheap. And they charge more for the middle-of-the-day flights. But uh, that's normal. 
but I, I was real happy with that. Wow. Got me, you know, I, I paid, I paid twice as much for the hotel for three nights as I paid for the round trip tickets for me and my wife <laughs> together. And are you staying at the, at the show hotel? Oh no, they had jacked up the prices oh, have enormously. Wow. Yeah, they were, they were just under 200 bucks a night. And the hotel across the street, because they know it's coming every year, they were over two hundred bucks a night. Wow! So yeah, I just couldn't see paying that much. I mean, three nights in a hotel like that at six hundred plus dollars, I just—it's not in my budget. <laughs> How far away is is the hotel from Westpac that you're staying? A uh, ten minute walk. Yeah. But you know it's San Francisco, which means cold breezes and and such. But yeah. right. I'm a big boy. I have a jacket <laughs> <laughs> and legs that work. I know. I know. Some you're older and you don't want to do that. That's fine. But I'm not that old yet. Well, I think Tom has to leave, and I'm uh, <clears throat> suffering too. So why don't we end this? Sounds good. Well, you've been listening to Viral Outbreak here today, episode number <laughs> H1N1. This was the previously healthy Tom. This was it, Scott. This was Cash. This was Mark. This was Lloyd. Ah, talkative Lloyd. I <laughs> <is>. can't <laughs> shut him up. <laughs> you have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.